Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast is a special day because I'm interviewing uh, the first pro athlete to join us on the podcast. Running back number 27 for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Keenan LaFrance is here and he'll be joining us in studio to chat about what it's like to play professional football and to follow your dreams. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Connect. I'm so grateful that you're joining me here, and uh, today is a really exciting day. I'll be sitting down with Keenan LaFrance, who's um, the running back for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, number 27, and uh, it's pretty exciting. I have never interviewed a pro athlete before, but I've run into Keenan a few times over the last few months, and I find when somebody starts crossing your path regularly, you need to pay attention. So I asked Keenan if he would be open to uh, coming on as a guest to the podcast, and he um, graciously agreed to be here on the show. So we're going to be speaking with him today and learning a little bit more about the game of football, what goes through your mind when you're on the field about to win a Grey Cup, and uh, so much more as well. It's going to be a really inspiring day here on, on the show. Before we get to the interview with Keenan, I just wanted to remind those of you that uh, haven't subscribed to this podcast, if you're enjoying these interviews, to please click subscribe on whatever method of um, podcast listening you choose, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or I don't know what else you listen to it on, to be honest, but um, I would love to stay in touch with you. Also, if you have uh, guest ideas for the podcast, I'd love to hear your, your suggestions on who you think uh, should come on for an interview. In addition to that, um, many of you know that I'm uh, a speaker that travels around the country and a life coach, and every single morning I write a daily intention, a little positive quote, and I'd like to invite you to join uh, in on that community. You can go to my website, keithmcpherson.ca, and subscribe for a, a positive quote that comes into your inbox every morning, and it's a great way to start your day. So if you're looking for a little bit more motivation, speaking of motivation, uh, this might be one way to, to connect to that flow. Um, without further ado, I'm really, really excited to introduce you to this wonderful athlete and incredible guy, Keenan LaFrance. Joining me today is Keenan here, and I have to say just the moment you walked in, I felt this expansive, excited inspired energy and it's so awesome to have you here on the podcast i appreciate it thanks for having me uh i mean some of that might be your beautiful uh, beautiful home here but uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to the chat yeah well it's uh, you're the first official athlete i'd have to say professional athlete that i've had on the podcast and um when we met a few months ago i kept running into you at all these different places at my chiropractors and then yeah, yeah. Uh, at a party and I was like, okay, there's something, I got to pay attention. Yeah, there's yeah. something here. And, um, so I'm just really glad you've joined me and I, I'm curious to hear, to start here, your, your background. I mean, to be a professional athlete in the CFL is quite an accomplishment. Thank but you. I'm guessing that didn't just happen overnight. So take uh, me back. Wow. Like, how did I mean, um, it feels like it happened overnight. Really? Yeah. I mean, time has just flown by, um, you know, I, I remember kind of right when I started playing football, just getting kind of, it felt like dragged into the sport. Um, well, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll go into it. Yeah. My, uh, so one of my best friends 
His name was Dennis. He he played for the St. James Rods back in the day. And uh, that was just a community team. Um, I'm from St. James in Winnipeg, so that was uh, the closest one that I would have followed category two. And uh, he said, why don't you come out and play play football? And, I, you know, I grew up with my mom. It was uh, We weren't really a sports family necessarily. Really? Um, I was in Taekwondo at a young age and now and basketball and even volleyball. And those were kind of my bread and butters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when he, when he said, come out and play on the football team, I was like, well, you know, that's kind of when the volleyball season is. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll do it next year. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I meant I remember going out to this, the, the rods football field and, um, you know, trying on pads and, you know, I was always an athlete and I felt like I kind of, um, you know, submerged into the football life pretty, uh, pretty fluidly. But, um, you know, at first they put me at linebacker and I, you know, it wasn't until probably about halfway through the season, I'm like, man, you know what? Like I don't get to touch the ball. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, so I, you know, I tried to convince the, convince the coaches to put me at running back. I felt like it was a little bit more, more at my speed and, um, you know, as soon as I started playing and, you know, you get the ball in your hands and you just want to make things happen. And that's kind of when I really, truly fell in love with the sport, you know, just um, small success and being in a team environment. And um, I really enjoyed the fact that, you know, it's not just a one man sport. You need everyone on the same page, everyone working hard um, to, to be successful as a team. And um, I thought that was really interesting. And so, I, I you know, my, my background with football, I guess it started off for the Rods. And then uh, my last year of high school, I decided that there's a couple of us that decided, you know, well, let's just play for the high school team. Um, you know, the option was there. So we ended up playing for the high school team in the uh, grade 12, which oh, is yeah. kind of my for my second year of football or second year. And um, we had a lot of success. We ended up winning the championship. And um, it was just a, a ridiculously amazing experience for me. And that's kind of that's that, that was really what got me into pursuing football. Uh, more seriously. Wow. You know, I'm just hearing your story and it's so opposite mine. I, I went to St. Paul's Okay. and uh, the football tryouts came and I tried out and the first uh, kind of scrimmage game, I got tackled and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going to the theater department. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. I feel I, you though. Sometimes that happens. I know. Yeah. It's... I have so much respect though for somebody that's got the courage to step onto the field and like risk it all, like just be wide open. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was always a good competitor. Um, wow. you know, when, when a challenge kind of came up, I always, I always just was right into it. That's amazing. So you finished high school and at this point football becomes a passion, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And also, a kind of a, a stepping stone in my mind. I, I looked at it in, in terms of, you know, what, what can I do with this? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll being honest, it wasn't really a passion before that point, but uh -huh. there was tons of coaches and, and uh, teachers that were, you know, kind of nudging me and telling me, you know, you can maybe go to university with this, you know, maybe if you try hard enough, you can go play pro, make a career out of it. And, wow. um, you know, I never really thought of it like that until, uh, or considered it that way until I went and paid for the rifles. So after high school, I wasn't really a high recruit or anything from any universities. Um, so decided to go play for the Winnipeg rifles with a couple of friends and, um, that was, uh, I had a couple coaches there, but one that's really stuck out was his name was Greg Graceffo. And, um, I had some success there, but, uh, he really, he really pushed me. He really wow. pushed me to, to consider going to the next level and to, 
you know, really try to maximize the uh, potential, I guess, that, that he believed in me. What was it like to have somebody like him believing in you like that um, passionately? Amazing. Um, yeah, amazing. Uh, I, I grew up with my mom. That yeah. was a sing, single family, uh, single single parent. So oh, wow. um, it was nice to have that uh, kind of have, have someone with that motivation behind me. And Yeah. Um, Did he play sort of like a father figure in a way to you? Um not not so much. I mean, he was a great coach. Uh, he's still a great great friend to this day. Um, wow! But uh, you know, having that kind of influence and that push to really pursue football to the next level was kind of my drive. And um, from there, I went on to play for the University of Manitoba, and um, that brought brought on a lot of challenges and a lot of growth. And um, what were some of the challenges at that time? Uh, well, I mean, coming out of uh, the junior program, which was at the Rifles, I was there for two years. Uh, my first year going playing for the Bisons, you know, there's a lot of competition. You, you know, you're, I'm a rookie. I want to make the best impression. I, you know, yeah. I want to, I have a lot of goals at this point in terms of football. Um, but first game was all good. Second game was all good. Third, third game, I ended up breaking my leg. Oh, no kidding. So now I'm in a, at a position where got a broken leg. Now I know the season's done. Um, this is my rookie debut. And, uh, you know, it was very frustrating, you know, very, very frustrating. Yeah. What goes through your head at that point when you, like, you feel all this momentum and it's just kind of like cut with a broken leg. Yeah. You feel like your legs got cut out from you. Literally, (laughs) right? Wow. uh, Maybe a pun intended there, but (laughs) um, it was, uh, it was tough. I mean, you luckily had the right support system around me, you know, when you're involved with the team like that, uh, the trainers are there, the coaches are there. Um, you know, they, they express their, their desire to keep having you on the team and, you know, that you're part of the, part of a family, right. That's kind of, Uh that's one thing that drew me to football was, you know, that family atmosphere, family environment. Wow. Um, how do you, like just at that point, how did you, uh, like cultivate a mindset to, to move through that and stay, motivated and and trusting that you were going to get back on the field like was there anything that you did specifically i mean when i look back on it um that was definitely one of the biggest kind of adversity uh moments i've had Uh um, in football for sure like you you go from you know not knowing that an injury is going to happen and then just like that you're you can't play for the rest of the season so i mean I'm, i'm fortunate i haven't had too many you know, well, no season ending or career ending injuries or nothing too, too serious. But, um, you know, you definitely have to kind of dig deep and just see the big picture and, you know, go day by day and wow, kind of let it cultivate itself. But it's one of those things in sports where injury is going to, you know, you can't let it make you or break you at the end of the day. Yeah. That's going to happen eventually. That's incredible. <laughs> I just uh, have so much respect for your mindset that way. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. I appreciate it. And so you, you heal, your legs get put back together somehow, mm-hmm. your leg. And then <clears throat> tell me how it like um, evolved into this the CFL. Like, that's pretty amazing. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've had, I had great teammates, great coaches at University of Manitoba and all throughout my career. Um, so the, there was no pressure in terms of that. There, every, everyone was always, you know, pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, my third year was my draft year. Uh, so the way it works is usually there's a big CFL national combine, and then there's a couple regional combines uh, that happened just before. Okay. And then uh, the regional ones, they pick maybe one or two selects, bring them to the national combine, and then that's where everyone is kind of in that uh, – mm you know, melting pot there where, um, for the draft the following year, 
or, yeah. or the draft uh, the following month. Um, <clears throat> that's pretty much where they select most of their guys. Wow. So I got uh, invited to the regional combine at first. Um, you know, obviously I was very excited about that. And uh, about a week before it happened, I get a call and I guess a, a position had opened up in the national combine. They said, we want you to come just directly. Just don't go to the regional. Just wait another week and then come to the national combine. Wow. We want you to, you know, go through the process. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that was, that was exciting for sure. Um, that was pretty much at that point, everything I was, I was aiming to do. Those are my goals, um, my ambitions, you know, I mean, when you Was there pressure for you at that point? There's a little bit of pressure. I mean, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a learning process, right? You go, it's first combine for a lot of people, right? So you, you go in the, you go in there and you got the nerves and now the cameras are in there. And how did you cope? Like, um, how did you cope with that? You know, I think like it goes back to the support system. Like at, there was a couple guys, a couple of friends, uh, close friends that were going through the process along with me. So I think that helped a lot being able oh, yeah. to kind of talk to them and see, Oh, how'd your inter- interview go with this team? Or how'd your interview go with this team? Wow. Um, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta just take it for what it is. I think one thing that I really kept going back to was just enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Have fun with this. You mm-hmm. know, whatever is meant to be is meant to be. I'm hearing you speak about this and the parallel I'm drawing is, uh, in 2006, I spent a summer on Canadian Idol. Like oh, as, yes. As yeah, you were saying. That's amazing. And uh, just hearing, the, it's a very similar kind of process where they put you in a bunch of different rooms, actually, but okay. you don't know where it's going to end up. And right. like very similar kind of coping mechanisms of relying on the people around you and the power of your team or your community for sure. and your mindset. That, like, it's, that's the key word is mindset for sure. And, uh, wow. you know, you have to have that appropriate... Um, outlook going into it. Absolutely. So, so was there an actual day where you were like, I'm now in the CFL? Like describe that. What happened? Honestly, I'd have to take that to the draft day. Um, so fast forward a couple of weeks, <clears throat> um, I ended up going to, uh, going to a little restaurant with another buddy of mine, Nick Dembski. And, uh, I, kn- he, I knew for sure he was going to get drafted. I felt like I was kind of a bubble guy. Yeah. Um, I felt like I tested well, but you know, you never know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Did we're you say bubble guy kind of in the sense of, you know, I, I felt like I could get drafted. I felt like potentially I couldn't get drafted. Okay. Um, yeah. you, you know, really not sure. I wasn't really sure which direction it was going to go. You yeah. know, um, like I said, my mindset was just go do the best I can do and, and then kind of let the chips fall. Wow. Um, so I remember being, being, uh, there with him and kind of we're celebrating. We got some friends and he goes and he gets drafted right away. And I'm thinking, all right, here we go. <laughs> it's a good thing. There's a few rounds here. Cause, uh, yeah. not too sure here, but, um, you know, I just remember getting a call, um, from, uh, from the, the GM in, in, uh, Ottawa and, uh, you know, it was, I'd been expecting, you know, hoping that the phone was going to ring. And finally when the phone rang and I say, you know, Keenan, it's, uh, you know, the GM, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd love to have you on the team. We're going to be selecting you as wow. long as you're going to, as long as you're ready, you're ready to go, then, uh, we'll call your name. That's amazing. So this was in Ottawa. Is that right? Or, this was in Winnipeg. This was the well, This was, sorry, this was in Winnipeg for the draft. And okay. the draft is nationwide and they had it on TV and everything, but, and uh, the first Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa drafted me and, uh, wow. that was, yeah. I mean, <sighs> as soon as that happened, that's kind of, you know, you'll never forget that moment in your head where you finally say, all right, now you want to, you want to kind of celebrate and you want to enjoy the moment. But at the same time, you're like, all right, this is, this is where the work starts now. This is what I've been trying to do. Yeah. This is what, this is what, this is the first step. 
Wow. So at that point, like there's celebration, but a realization that you got a journey now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what does that look like? Like, What's a journey of a CFL player look like? Oh man, everyone's different. What's yours? Everyone's different. Um, So, I mean, for me, it it, it all started in Ottawa. Like I said, Um, I signed a a two-year deal there with them. They drafted me. They they put their faith in me. And, um, you know, for the first couple of years as a rookie, you don't really... You know, you kind of work your way into special teams. You work your way into the offense a little bit, but uh, you know, everyone's path is a little bit different. Um, but um, it was it was great. I mean, the first year, before so fortunately, we we went uh, straight to the Grey Cup. <laughs> well, I was reading about that. I actually made some notes about it. That you, 2016, is this a, the so same? So 2015 15. was uh, the first season I played with them. We ended up going to the Grey Cup, which was held in Winnipeg in, in the hometown. Oh my goodness. So here I am as a rookie and then, you know, I'm not really playing, right? I'm just down on the sidelines, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm there, I'm in the game and in front of the home crowd at the, you know, the same stadium I played with, with the Bisons. And, wow. um, we ended up getting, uh, we ended up getting beat by Edmonton by a last drive. Oh my so, goodness. you know, it went from like high emotions to just crushed. Well, you know, it's amazing. I mean, I've watched many gray cups on TV with my family and, and I watch like the players on, and you just feel like you're part of it, the team, like, For when, sure, yeah. and it's the rough riders. Um, I know that that was eventually a team you mm-hmm. moved to. I just like, they, they used to be my favorite when I was a kid and just watching the team and the team that always loses the Grey Cup, it's like my heart breaks, especially oh, yeah. if I'm cheering for them, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine, like, what's it like on that end of it, where you're just kind of like, you work so hard all year, all this momentum, and then it's just like this one game, and yeah. it's done. Like, well, what's that like? It all comes down to the fact that it's not all on you either. You know, it's it, right. like I said, it's not a one-man one man show. It's the team. Um, it's a team, so you can, personally, you can do everything right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys still manage to lose, or you, the whole team can do everything right, and you guys still manage to lose. And wow. um, there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, it's like a chess game, so you, you know, you can you kind of have to take it for what it is. At the end of the day, just leave your heart on the field, and you yeah. know what's meant to be is meant to be. But that was definitely a tough point, you know, especially in front of the fam- like friends and family. And oh, it went from like you know uh, could be the most amazing story, fairy tale ending to to I mean a pretty good story still. But who are you playing? Uh, Edmonton. Oh, it's Edmonton, right? Edmonton, yeah. Got it. So then, uh, uh-huh. then the following year, we ended up, we ended up going back to the Great Cup. Um, we, I mean, we had, uh, Henry Burris. He was a quarterback, my boy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he, he was a baller for sure, but he, he taught me a lot of things. He was a kind of a veteran of the game. My first, my first experience at training camp, he was turning 40 years old. He my, was turning 40? Uh, as my quarterback. <clears throat> Wow. I'm like, man, this guy's a legend. Yeah, I, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, second year was great. Uh, we ended we ended up going to Toronto. Um, I got an opportunity in the semifinal game. Excuse me. <clears throat> opportunity in the semifinal game. Um, one of the, the starter went down, and um, I got to step in like kind of first quarter and and play the full game, and I ended up doing really well. Um, and then you know one thing led to another. We ended up having a really good game, and we ended up winning that game, and we back in the Grey Cup. So hang on, because I, I wrote this down. 2016 rushed 157 yards, right? Mm-hmm. And scored the game-winning touchdown to send the Red Blacks to the Grey Cup win. Well, yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, Is that true? It, it, That's what I saw on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was you. It, it was a, it was a great game. It was. I mean, it, wow. I, like I said, I didn't I didn't do that all by myself, but um, you know, all the stars aligned that day for sure. 
Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it felt that was another validation day where it was finally like, I'm in the game. I see what's happening. And I'm like, let's roll. Wow. Know, let's do this thing. Are you more in that moment in your mind or like your intuitive heart? When um, that's happening? <clears throat> a little bit of both. I think like uh -huh. um, as the game was going on, I, I just, I looked at it like, okay, this is my opportunity. Uh -huh. um, every every time you step on the field and it's an opportunity in this league, you never know when it's going to be your last play. Right. Um, so I went out there and I just, you know, I said, this is my time. This is my time. And I just kept repeating those words. This is my oh, time. My, this is my time. Just keep, keep balling, like keep playing. Yeah, this just keep playing. Just keep playing. And I mean, there's, it's almost hard to put words on this, but I can only imagine it's similar to being on stage in a live event and you don't totally know the outcome, but you're hoping it's going to go okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for to, sure. to stay in the mindset of like, this is the moment, mm -hmm. right? And to bring yourself back, how do you do it? I have no idea. <laughs> really? <laughs> it kind of just happened. It just um, happened. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, like I said, it seemed like all the stars aligned. Everyone was playing at their, at their best that day. Um, you know, my offensive line was going crazy and it opened up holes and we, we got in the end zone and next thing you know, we're hoisting the, this, you know, the, uh, semifinal trophy over our heads and we're going to the back to the gray cup. So, I mean, uh, like to, wow. to start off like that in my first two years, I, I've like, I'm nothing but blessed. Right. And I just, I have so much appreciation for, for that. And, uh, you know, the fact that we ended up winning that great cup, that was also a moment in my life where, that was one of the best things that I've ever experienced. You know what I mean? Like that's a, on a national level, you get to finally <clears throat> win a great cup on one of the goals that you've been trying to accomplish for since you were a kid. So it, it was a lot of fun. It was overwhelming. It was emotional. Um, you know, I had my, my girlfriend there and my mom there and um, some family there. So it was, it was amazing. You know, it was wow. awesome. Wow. And I just can hear like the, I can only imagine what your mom must be feeling too. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. To be like, <laughs> I mean, to raise her son to the great cup level. I mean, that's incredible. Sure. Yeah. So, she's so she's awesome. What's the, what's the feeling like when you cross the, uh, the line and it's a touchdown and it's like you, that's, that's done. I mean, that's pretty um, amazing to feel that. I can yeah, only it's, a good, it's a good feeling. I mean, yeah. um, it's, what goes it's definitely through, a good feeling. What goes through your mind? like let's do it again <laughs> yeah and i noticed like a lot of times there's like a dance or like some sort of like this oh yeah you gotta show at the end you gotta get a little jiggy with it sometimes for sure right yeah, yeah. it's just so exciting to watch that and see that mm -hmm. yeah, wow so, i mean it's it I've, had, I've been blessed with my opportunities and i've been blessed with uh kind of this the way things have been going this i'm going into my sixth season in the cfl um i i don't even know about an average but i know like uh my goal was, you know, just make the team. <laughs> that was my goal going into. It. I said, all right, step one, I got drafted. Okay, now just make the team. Yeah. When you make the team and now, you know, like I said, it kind of just flew by these last six years. And incredible. There's some young guys coming up that uh, you know, I can they're uh they're training to get like we're training together. They're on the field, they're doing their forties, they're, you know, make trying to get uh trying to get their times down or I'm giving them a little bit of advice on what to do. And I'm just kind of, it's kind of nice to see that next, next transition, that next generation kind of coming up and getting right. your opportunity. Interesting. That's, that's another question I had for you around, um, just like the training. I know right now, as we're speaking, you said you're in training season mm -hmm. and then before you get into the actual season, what is it, what does that look like on average? Like, how do you set up your training and what does it look like? Um, so, I mean, I, I like to do a lot of different things. I think football is one of those things where you can't just go in a gym and work out. Although there's a lot of emphasis on working up, getting big, big, better, stronger. Um, I think it's a field sport for one. So I, I try to get on the field a few times a week. Um, 
whether it's just, you know, kicking the ball around, soccer ball around, or, um, you know, getting some, you know, sprinting work in or, uh, some agility work in stuff like that. Uh Um, so I guess on a Monday morning, so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in the gym from about eight o'clock to 1030. Um, Mondays after that, I'm at the turf session, um, maybe a yoga session in the evening. Tuesdays is kind of same deal, maybe a yoga session. Um, I've actually just started, uh, some cycling. I've done a couple of cycling classes at the Altia gym. Just on a side note, do you bring earplugs to those classes? Yeah. <laughs> blast the music. Yeah, they do pump the music. Sometimes that's the only thing that keeps me going. I'm like, oh, they're really? like climbing the hill, climbing the hill, tighten that tension. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I know. Um, but no, I mean, I, like I said, I try to, I try to encompass a whole ton of different things. Like I, I swim every now and then. I, wow. I try to start off with that in the off season and kind of get back to the, the basics and play lots of basketball in, in the off season and huh. just get that conditioning in. And sounds really well-rounded in terms of like your, your training. I, like I, I try to touch on a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. Do you work with a, a personal trainer in this time of year or is it just on your own schedule? Yeah. So, um, we're, we got a group of guys that to get, uh, get together and we train together in the mornings. Um, and then there's another group that we all hit the field and kind of get some work in, you know, catch, throw, throw the ball a little bit or get some turf sessions in. Um, and then I also run with a track coach on uh, one day a week right now and try to get the fundamentals down a little bit better. He's, he's pretty good at, at uh, beating me down sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. You got to enjoy it for what it is. Um, football season, I'm looking, I'm looking at my schedule, just trying to build out month, the month of March. And I'm like, man, wait, March is done. And then April's done. And then there we go. Season already again. Wow. So um, it almost sounds like even though you're not playing in the season, it's still, you treat it like it's a job and that you're yeah, constantly definitely. on, it's on your mind. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some guys that, you know, they, they don't do it the same way, but, uh. And I, that might work out for them, but I, I like to keep my structure and yeah, like to do as much as I can to make sure I'm I'm in shape for the season and um you know uh, being accountable for my teammates. Cool. I've I've heard a lot of athletes have sort of these um superstitions or rituals or mm. kind of like do you know what I mean like yeah. s- traditions that they kind of lock into to keep their their mindset. Do you have anything like that that you do? Um, not really superstitions. Uh, I do have like routines that I do. Um. Oh. Okay, so I guess like game day, if um, if we got an afternoon game, let's say it's around four o'clock or something like that, um, we usually get to the stadium three hours before. So about I try to go backwards from time. So three hours before I'm at the stadium, I'll kind of come in a little bit earlier, get some tub tubbing in, um, to get get in the hot tub, do some okay. contrasts, hot cold, hot cold, um, just to kind of wake up the body a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, before I do that. Sometimes I'll just like listen to music, um, lay on my bed, listen to music, kind of go over the plays, uh, do some visualization, kind of what, what, what are my jobs for the game? Um, if I'm wow. playing running back at the time, go through the protections, go through the plays. If I'm playing special teams, kind of go through my matchups, see who I'm going against, um, how, how I can beat them, watch film on them and just kind of see what their weaknesses are and stuff like that. Really? Um, wow. so that'd, that'd be kind of my game day routine, um, and then once I'm at the stadium, I got my kind of my stretches and the way I warm up, um, you know, my band work and stuff like that. But cool. Yeah. When you say visualization, I mean, I hear a lot of athletes are big into that as well. Um, just sort of like thinking about that. When you say visualization, like what what exactly is that to you? 
Um, so I took a sports psychology class in university. Okay. Um, so I kind of pull a little bit from there. Yeah. Uh, one thing that they kind of, uh, they talked about was visualizing yourself in, in the game, visualizing what you have to do. Um, and I guess there's a correlation, I guess when you visualize something, your brain doesn't necessarily know if you're compete, completing that task physically, or if you're just thinking about it, I guess right. is the theory behind it. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about it to be honest, but, um, I do know visualization techniques work, work well for me. Um, so I'll, I'll sit, I'll kind of sit at home, visualize, like I said, my plays or whatever I need to do in the most challenging scenarios. Uh-huh. Um, so that when I get in the game, I kind of feel like I've already been there or, you know, it might open up or I might see it a little bit better. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that there's this correlation between your conscious thinking mind and the unconscious mind that just holds all your memory. So right, right. when you're in that scenario, I imagine you just automatically start remembering if you've already seen it, mm-hmm. like you'll see it when you believe it kind yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Powerful. Man, that's so cool that you're affirming that as a pro athlete. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think I that often, helps a lot. I often talk about that. That's very cool. Um, there was a, a couple other pieces I'm curious about. <laughs> just like there's so much <laughs> yeah, so definitely. cool to have this pro CFL player sitting here <laughs> in my living room right now. It's just like, I'm really honored that you're sitting here. Well, thanks for having me. Getting to chat with me. Um, I also realize like there's, there's such a power in being a pro athlete. I mean, uh, that position in our world is really looked up and respected by, you know, everyone from kids to adults. I mean, we all kind of dream of that kind of success and you've achieved that you're here. And I'm curious your mindset in terms of giving back. Um, I know that you uh, are doing some work with schools and whatnot. I just love to hear sort of your mindset around all of that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I told you just before uh, we started here, but, um, you know, I, I when I was young, I always had, there was those couple of people that were kind of influenced me to, to work harder or influenced me to, you know, try, try football, for example, or, yeah. um, you know, put me in the positions where I can be successful. Um, so I, I think everyone's got those, those people that have helped them out along the way, whichever path it may be or whatever occupation or whatever it is. Um, Absolutely. and I think that that has a huge impact on kids. Who were those people for you? Just curious. Uh, I mean, to start out like my mom for, for one, like she was definitely someone who instilled a lot of valuable, uh, morals, the mean well, discipline, um, you know, she, she always told me just to work harder, you know, just work, just keep working. You know what I mean? Keep your head down and keep working. Um, so, I mean, that, that's something that always resonated with me. Um, yeah, I've had coaches and kind of ex players who, um, who helped me out do like work on my draft, uh, work on my combine training. Um, so, I mean, there's always, there's tons of people who, who I could, you know, give, give shout outs to, um, that have helped me along, along the way. And, um, I think, so I started off with uh, having been a member at Sturgeon Heights, like a, a student at Sturgeon Heights. Um, we, uh, we decided to open up a scholarship in my name. One of my old gym teachers, uh, pretty much headed up the whole operation and she wanted me to kind of have this. And, um, we, we thought that it'd be a good idea for, uh, you know, one raising a little bit of money and giving it to a student that's looking to pursue football and secondary education afterwards. Wow. Uh, so we started this scholarship and we've held a couple of different events to raise money. Um, she also does a thing called uh, pros versus Joes. 
Oh yeah. At the high well, school. It's pros where, versus Joes. <laughs> so she, uh, she organizes a bunch of pros and brings them from all different areas. Hockey players from you, from the Bisons, ex, uh, you know, guys in the NHL, CFL wow. guys. And, uh, she collects her Joes from the, uh, from the school. <laughs> and essentially it's just, you know, the kids, the athletes. Um, I know there's a, they have to, um, raise a bunch of money or raise a bunch of, uh, food in order for, uh, to get the application process to become a Joe. Oh, wow. So it's a good initiative to kind of spread awareness, um, around the holidays to giving back. Cool. And, uh, we, you know, we play these games and we'll, we'll have it over the course of a week where over the lunch hour, you know, we'll do a basketball game or a gauntlet game and it's the pros versus the Joes. And we kind of open up the school and charge, charge the kids a dollar to get in or whatever. And, Amazing. And, uh, help that money go back to, to building hampers and, and giving back to families in need over Christmas. So it's wow. a really good initiative that they've started over there. And um, to be able to add my name and open up a scholarship to be able to help kids further is uh, something that's I, th- I thought was really neat. That's and incredible. Yeah, I'd like to stand by it for sure. Do you Have you had a chance to meet any of the kids that have uh, received the scholarship? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been there's been a great, great kids. Um, cool. And, you know, the, we have an application process uh, so they have to have, you know, a certain amount of volunteer hours and, you know, make sure they're in class and right. reaching a certain GPA. And um, Amazing. So, I mean, uh, you know, pursuing football at a secondary level. So That's great. Um, you know, it's really neat. I think it's a really good initiative and I'm looking forward to building on it further too. You mentioned too that you're um, about to do some speaking with the Red Cross. Is that correct? Around That's right, yeah. the province of Saskatchewan? That's right. So, um, playing with the riders now. Uh they're go working. riders. Rider yeah, pride. there we go. Huh? My, yeah. my, just on a side note, my dad is so excited about the fact that we're chatting. Oh, is he? He like he has like a rider like crush, I'd have to say. Like awesome. our barbecue cover is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. <laughs> he's grown up our neighbors absolutely hate us here in Winnipeg. They're like, nice. Who is this rider? But he's a huge fan. Yeah, go Durs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, essentially Red Cross has joined forces with the um the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and uh, they organize different uh, events and outreaches. Uh, so we'll have uh, a couple of us that go to schools and talk about violence against women and talk about different topics, to try to just spread awareness of, of uh, these important topics and also to engage with the students on uh, more of like a personal level in terms of football and um, maybe spread a little bit of awareness about football and how, how to have fun with it and just, uh, you know, try to try to reach a certain um certain cities or, or areas in which they wouldn't normally be able to maybe come to a game or, or see too much, um, you know, professional athletes or stuff like that. So fantastic. Um, yeah. Coming up in March, I think we're going to, we're going to be going to uh, a community and, and spending a couple of days up there and just teaching them about football and uh, spreading wow. some, some positive energy and some, some positive info about, uh, some important topics. So that's incredible. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, Violence against women—that that topic that you're starting to speak about. What what's the influence there, and and what's the message around that that you're hoping to share? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those topics, and um, you know, domestic uh, domestic abuse is is something that is very prevalent, and mm-hmm. um, you know, really the the message is that there's no room for it, and um, you know, I think what it really comes down to is is morals and knowing. You know that everyone is in in deserving to be treated right. Um, so I think that uh, being able to you know spread spread some awareness on on that topic is important. And 
um, to be able to, again, like I said, you know, communicate that, uh, being a public figure, um, knowing that the kids are, you know, so a lot of them are looking up to us as, as athletes. Uh, so to, to be able to maybe hopefully have a little bit more of an influence on that is the goal. And, uh, al- along with, you know, just making sure that we're going up there and having fun and being able to spread some good vibes with them. Wow. That your heart's in the right place, Keenan, and the work you're doing is really admirable, both on the professional football field it. and in the community. It's just, it's, uh, I get a chill when I think about the work you're doing. It's very Appreciate inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a little more on the game of football. Yeah, I love it. I just, I'm, I mean, I have to be honest as I, I was preparing for this interview. I'm like, I don't know what half of this stuff means. <laughs> like <laughs> running back and uh, all this stuff, the, the yards and the math and the game. But I, I suspect that there's probably some really great analogies and um, themes around football. And I'm curious for somebody that is not as, um, I guess, aware of the game, what mm-hmm. would you say are some of the like your favorite aspects of the game of football in terms of like why why <laughs> why football? Um, okay, to come um, to you. So there's a quote that, and I, I know it's kind of cliche, um, but it, it really struck home with me from from the jump. It's uh, you know hard works beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, mm. and as much as that's kind of a football quote. Yeah, I think it applies to, to real life and everything too. I mean, I was always that hardworking guy, you know, I didn't always, I didn't feel like I was the most talented in the room. Mm-hmm. I still don't feel like I'm the most talented in the room, but you know, one thing I'm, I'm going to work harder and I'm going to make up for that. Wow. Um, so I think that kind of, that mentality in football uh-huh. really, uh, really resonates with me. What, one more time, that quote, that was really good. The uh, Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard or something along those lines. Wow. Yeah. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like that one percent difference that can make for the sure t- the total yeah. change or shift. Yeah, that's always like right in front of you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing from you like part of this is the challenge of always getting better. Or yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> so I think like I've I've been a very competitive person my whole life. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just that's just who I am. Like I just I love to win. I love to <laughs> I love to compete. Um, but I think it really you know I was thinking about it, and I think it comes down to my my grandfather. Hmm. He had a pool table in his basement and a dartboard, and he recruited me at a, such a young age to come play when I could just see over the top of the table. But I think he was the same way. He just liked winning because he never let me win. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he never let me win. Wow. And uh, I just remember like, man, maybe that was his message to me just to get, get me to be competitive and to have that little edge. But I just remember, man, like coming over there and first thing I want to do is play some pool. Let's play some pool. I want to try to beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. Just the excitement of this could actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. He would never let me win. Wow, that's amazing. What yeah. an influence. Yeah, I, I know, right? It's hilarious. But. So, so right now when you sit with that, what is it about winning that excites you so much? Um, I mean, that's kind of controversial. It's, it's not all about winning, you know? <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> sure it's not all about winning. Um, there's got to be a drive to win like for sure, to yeah. do this work. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I just think like there's no better feeling. You know, I just, I, I just, you know what it is? I, I, it's not that I love winning so much. I just hate losing. I just, I really hate losing so much. What do you hate about it? It just makes me, it just makes me feel so, so trash. Right. <laughs> I just I don't, don't like it. Sure. I don't like it, you know? And, um, so I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, I don't like, 
I don't like going into the locker room and everyone hanging their heads. Like I want to be partying. I want to be enjoying it. I want to be celebrating with the guys. And yeah, I think that comes down to everything in life. I don't want to like to just mope, mope and be, be upset about things. Wow. Yeah. Your mindset is like, like I said, the minute you walked in here, I just felt that, that rise of energy being around you. You have, you have that, that gift and, and, uh, it comes through and everything that you're doing. So I can sense that it's like, it's a winning attitude. Good vibes. Good vibes, man. We've been having good Good, vibes. Good vibes. I love it. So uh, just to, as we come towards the end of this, I'm curious, what, what, what's your dream right now? I mean, you've achieved huge success. Like as you're sitting here right now, what are you visioning for what's to come? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm fortunate. I just signed another two-year deal to Saskatchewan. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Wow. So, um, going into the off season, it was, uh, the end of my contract and I felt like I, I did a, I had a pretty good year. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but, um, to know that the coaches wanted to kind of deal with the contract and, and reach out to me and get me back on board with the team was, was, uh, you know, really positive, really positive for me. And it was a good feeling. And, um, so I signed another deal with them. It seems like to be a, a good fit in Saskatchewan. Mm. Um, the opportunity is there. We got a, a new coach who actually, so our new offense coordinator was, uh, my offense coordinator in Ottawa. Oh, wow. So it's, it's kind of funny, small league, you know, everything kind of comes around. Yeah. The coaches are constantly changing, uh, changing jobs. The players are moving around a bunch. Um, so I'm excited about this year. I think, uh, these next two years we can build something really great. Um, you know, the coaches have done a great job of building a good atmosphere. There's been a lot of changes in coaches over the last couple of years, but um, the atmosphere now is really uh, is really good. And um, in terms of playing in Saskatchewan, like the fans, you can't beat the fans. They're they're more motivated than any ones I've seen in this league. And you know, even uh, I just I was uh, what was I doing? I was walking walking around my house in Regina, and I got the neighbors. Or I think I was cooking on the barbecue cook in the backyard and my neighbors yelling over good game and you know wow. <laughs> tossed a beer over the fence and those are you know those are the kind of people that uh that are out there and it's it's awesome it's it's a great place to play and it makes me makes me feel really good and wow. i think we got some good things uh happening over the next couple of years here and then um and then we kind of go from there i mean football is my passion at the moment right now but um you know you, you never know what uh what's gonna happen so uh working on these side projects and and uh, trying to enjoy it for what it is ah uh. So good. Number 27, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Keenan LaFrance is here. This has just been so great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, just I know that all your fans and new fans listening to the podcast that are Mm -hmm. learning about you, we're going to be cheering you on this year as you uh, step onto the field and hopefully take it to the Grey Cup, man. Yeah, we, well, we got the Grey Cup in Regina this year. So 2020 at Mosaic Stadium. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we're going to be in it. Oh, yeah. That's the goal. I think uh, it's time for uh, the Saskatchewan fans to, to get the cup back there. So Absolutely. We're very excited to watch that happen for you. Yeah, appreciate Even it. Even as a Winnipegger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I guess you are too. That's yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Keenan, and uh, we look forward to following you this year. Yeah, thanks again, Keith. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect, and I hope you're feeling as inspired as I am after that conversation with Keenan. Let's cheer him on to this year's Grey Cup, and uh, hopefully we'll see him there on the field scoring many touchdowns. Until next time, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect.